0: And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success together lover of marketing elisa sparks lane from the ellen sparks agency and marketing automation master founder and ceo of think automate grow rich thurman share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow true success comes when you nurture your business body and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen.
1: Hey, good morning. Good
2: morning. I'm so happy to be home.
1: Oh my gosh, you had some travels, man.
2: I know. It was Good good. times? Yeah, it was really, really good. It was a fun show last week. It was. It was uh, a little
1: challenging at times, but it was fun.
2: Yeah, it was good.
1: I wasn't sure where you were. The music's still playing in the background. Do you hear it? Yeah, I do. It's It's like echoing out what happens so did you miss
2: me no 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 No. okay yeah you must have been hanging out it's like you were
1: here it's like you don't miss what's here that's true yeah i got you're always here yeah yeah we're always around and i know you're just a shout out call you you're there every time boom i'm there in a heartbeat done i got you boo i know (laughs) that's awesome all right so we got some amazing guests today and actually one of them Um, did a leadership course with us. Actually, both of them, but one was in our course, and that's Chase. And Chase is awesome. When he said yes to being here, it was just like, now we've got a show. And then not only that, but you actually brought in Bill from your weekend. You had a fantastic weekend in Denver. So um, welcome, both of you. And Chase, we're going to start with you a little bit, because we had um, a story yesterday, and it actually was the meaning behind the post that I sent out today with Lego pieces. So usually I throw us some stuff and people don't even ask questions because I'm mm-hmm. just that way. But right. there was meaning behind it and you had told me about the Lego story. Mm-hmm. So welcome to the show. And Thank will you so tell much. us about the Lego story? Well, just, oh, oh, for, hang on a yeah. just,
2: just I want to be clear that those are Duplo box.
1: <gasps> no, I want to call them Legos. Oh, and for the show are, purposes, they're going to be Duplo. Legos today.
3: That is Duplo. And they're All right. Not right. So I'm sure that's of the utmost importance. That's yes. good. I'm
1: okay. going gonna, gonna to research that and get back to you on it. All right. Cheers.
3: No, thank you. Well, first of all, it's an unbelievable pleasure and honor to be here. Uh, among you, you, you are giants to me, both of you. So, thank you so much for having me here. Thank really, you. thank you. Um, so, right into the Lego story. This is a, a a story that's very, very special to me, actually, and I don't I don't share it very often. But it, this is a like per, perfect situation. Um, so, about three or four years back, I had read a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, and I'm sure you've heard of him. If not also read the book. Um, in the book, he talks about thinking thoughts as a type of addiction. And I had never thought of thinking that way. <laughs> and uh, the, in other words, the harder you think and the more thoughts dominate your mind and the more it's like an alien on your face, right? And the more you're thinking, have you ever noticed that you're The bigger less, it gets? That, yeah, the worse it gets and the less happy you are, really. The harder you think, the less happy you are. Yeah. Your, you know, your eyebrow gets furled and you you don't even know what's going now. on. Exactly, right? oh right? Stop thinking. Right? Stop thinking. So <laughs> in the book, he talks about that. And I remember sitting on my brother's couch, my son, who was six years old at the time, sitting on the floor playing with a pile of Legos. And I'm sitting on my brother's couch, and I'm thinking about the book. And right there, I caught myself thinking again. And it was shocking. It was like, well, I'm thinking again. Are you kidding me? This, this thinking thing really has taken over. Up until that point, I had been a fairly uh, tenacious business owner. I had had failed businesses. I had been really stressed out about bills, just really stressed business owner, as many as us have been. And I'm thinking again, and I realized that is it. That's the thing. I'm thinking again. So in a moment, I kind of just stood up, and the last thought that I had was really, if I were a child, what would I do? Now we're all wondering and thinking. Well, what would you do if you were a child? My son is on the floor playing with Legos.
2: Yeah. Play.
3: So I I stand up, but this time when I stand up, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm like, I'm being now. I stand up and just, this is just what's automatically there for me to do. And I go over and I sit down on the floor and I sit cross-legged like I did when I was six. I start piecing the Legos together. And I'm putting them together, and I'm just, I'm in this space where I'm I'm. This is probably the first time I'd really just done something just to do it in years. You see what I mean? So no end goal. No end goal. No end goal. Exactly. There's absolutely no end I'm not trying to get anywhere. I'm not trying to comp I'm not trying to pay a bill. I'm not trying to figure out a business. I'm not trying to figure something out. I'm just being there. And on as I'm sitting there, I look up at my son, and the level of focus and intensity in his eyes just blew me away. The thing that shocked me the most about it was that he was playing, and at the same time, he was intensely focused on the present moment, and he was so present that for the first time, I think, in 20 years, I got that same feeling back. Felt like a kid. Wow. And it was, I mean... It was an experience.
1: Would you say you're in the moment?
3: A hundred percent. Well, ever since that, since that time, since that moment, about five months after that point, I couldn't be upset. I couldn't, like you couldn't upset me. My wife, it was like, my wife's like, who are you? It was like one of those types of things where I just could not be angry about anything because it was like, I was, being a kid, being a kid, really, if you can put yourself back there, it's hard for some people. But if you really put yourself back to when you were a kid, what were you worried about?
2: Having to go to bed.
3: Yeah. That was as serious as it got.
2: Yep. What were you
3: really worried about? What was really, were you worried about bills? No. Were you worried about getting somewhere on time? Were you worried about the way that you were going to look? The way the society was going to see you? It was it is an unbelievable peaceful place to be being like a child. And we just forgot. Everybody's already been there.
2: So how do you how do you maintain that now?
3: Well, the first thing I do is not try. <laughs> it's a really good question. So. But the harder I try to maintain it, the louder my thoughts get. Because a child doesn't try to maintain their childlikeness, do they? <laughs> yeah. right? They just be it, right? So I realize So it's, it's partly a surrender slash let go of what I can't control and, and what, what is doing that? That's not really an act so much as a, of a lack of an act, but yeah, that's a, that's a, a really good question. Maintaining it is not even something that I do because maintaining it would suggest that I have some sort of power as an adult. Right?
2: Yeah. So Bill, you, so like Chase, you guys are both business owners. Uh, entrepreneurs and so how does this kind of show up for you in the realm of what you do well first thing like what do you, you know tell me a little bit about what
4: you could do about what I do yeah excellent yeah there's a uh, I'm actually engaged in uh, three separate businesses right now and such I have such a, a drive to be able to cur- live a created life and what that looks like is to have businesses where I get to make choices and determine the outcome of these and Um, I'm a general contractor, been doing that since I was 12. It was almost like imposed on me by my dad. It's like, get up, let's go, we're going to work, right? But throughout that, the lessons that I learned about being an entrepreneur and creating a life I get to create versus the ones that you you get handed to or the circumstances you get handed to, just the freedom there. And since then, I've taken on being a health coach, which has been a very deep passion for me and related to um, interrupting the way people ended up in relation to their health. And that has just been phenomenal. And now I'm taking on another endeavor of creating a financial retirement freedom initiative. Like creating retirement for people that, you know, they're just fell behind the times. You know, it's too late for me. But well, we've created a, a way for that to bridge that gap so people can do it, um, be able to create a retirement and just basically get freedom in their life. And that's what we're really pushing in on this. is, having freedom and not being constrained with like Chase was saying, like having the bills or worrying about these things and how constricting they really are in the big picture of having a life that's just having some peace in this thing because it's (laughs) always coming at us and to be able to to work with it, have some freedom in it, but more importantly to be able to make the choices to create what you choose to want to have versus you know, well actually um the business world kind of imposes on us we got to look a certain way or be a certain way
1: when did you realize that was something that uh that would cause value in your life was um, there ever a breaking point or something that you actually noticed that you're like okay this doesn't work this way
4: what do you mean like corporate america or being an entrepreneur
1: in your life like what was something that actually shifted for you and like you know what because creating three business you know you say it like it's not a big deal but it's it's a big deal
4: yeah well it's interesting because I'm looking back at it and going, well, what was that breaking piece? And it wasn't really a breaking point. It was just the way I grew up. My dad ingrained that aspect into me like, oh, being an entrepreneur working for yourself, I'm like, well, what else is there? And then I actually worked in corporate America. Well, I worked for the phone company for a while, and it just got confined. I now became squeezed in. I had no freedom to be able to expand. I just express who I wanted to be. And the nine-to-five thing just didn't work. It was comfortable, you know, it gave great benefits and all of that, but it didn't fulfill the inner aspect of me just really being able to take it on and be responsible for it versus some corporate um, parameters to determine if I have value or not.
1: You said fulfilled. What was that for you at that time? Like what was something that was calling you out? Was it around the health or was it more about building a business?
4: Well, a combination of both. Got The freedom to build a business, right? To not have a time constraint. Like if I want to work five hours today, I get to work five hours today. If I want to go to my kid's production, I get to, you know, go to my kid's production. I didn't have to have somebody, didn't have to ask permission for it. And and having a relief in that area was just like, oh my gosh, I get to be the dad with my kids.
2: They got a real sense of freedom, Mm -hmm. right? And then at the same time, it's like a lot of work. And so, is that work or is it play? So, like Chase, you just um, recently uh, opened up a new business with your wife.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Wait, say that again, because that's kind of meaningful. <laughs> with his wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> no, wait, wait. In, in, in that situation, who's the boss? Oh, she's definitely the boss. <laughs> okay. There's no question yeah. about that.
3: And she's the most we amazing both, boss we too. She's a sweetheart. So so, she so,
2: so this business is going to succeed for sure.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely it will. (laughs) Keep me out of the driver's seat, we'll be in good shape.
2: Right, so kind of going in the aspect of what you were talking about, being present Mm -hmm. now and play, and then, you know, like Bill was, you know, touching on the aspect of like, you know, being or having the sense of freedom Mm -hmm. or being free, you know, what's it been like for you for the last six months, you know, doing a startup? First, you know, kind of like, you know, talk a little bit about what that business is and then, you know, what has it been like to apply this you know awakening for
3: you absolutely Uh, it's a really good way to put it as an awakening really because uh up until this whole situation where i read the power of now and had that experience everything was a march you know it was you got to get somewhere and this is how it's done whereas it's shifted to more of a dance now it's a march versus a dance you can dance in life and, and have fun and play right or you can march and have some sort of angle and that's just, so to answer your question, uh, it's been amazing. The business is a fitness studio, the small fitness studio in Mesa, Arizona. It's based on the Lottie Burke method, which is um, something that's a very large uh, franchise of businesses. It's Bar Fitness. It's a small, yeah. I my that's what everybody says. <laughs> it's like I pint, knew you were going to say that. 16
2: ounce so, pint, cur- you know, pint curls.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you wouldn't enjoy going expecting that. You would not have a good time. <laughs> Because they work, they, they kick their butts down there. You, know they, fierce, so. you know they have uh, beer yoga. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah there you go. They yeah. also have goat yoga.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so. That's crazy. Okay, so, <laughs> anyway, bar-, so fitness.
3: bar Fitness. they they do small isometric movements at a ballet bar and other sort of uh, holding these really difficult positions for long periods of time with small movements. It is an unbelievably difficult workout. It's designed for uh, ladies' trouble areas. What it's that's what the workout is for. Have you tried this? I have, oh, and yeah. it is extremely difficult. For how long? Uh, I I did, took two classes. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've already, I've already seen and, an improvement. Exactly. <laughs> that's,
3: are you lady, or that's like yeah, my, that's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, you kind of like trimmed up a little bit. I'm Absolutely. Like, what is Chase been doing? So that's actually more diet, but um, it's a very difficult workout. These girls work really hard, and my wife is just an unbelievable when it comes to attention to detail. I mean, unbelievable. So. That's the workout, the business, it's a small fitness studio in Mesa, Arizona. It's Tribe Bar Studio, is the name of the company. And this thing, it's just unbelievable how it happened. My wife was teaching at a studio, and then that studio couldn't, the business model wasn't sustainable, it just wasn't viable. Too much expense, not enough money coming in. And they had to close, and more than one person came to my wife and said, you need to start a studio. Came to her. And then two investors even came to her and said, we will pay. We didn't have the money to do this. I mean, nothing. Yeah. It was, just wasn't going to happen. Doing it ourselves, not even an option. But be, being that people came to her, asked her to do it, and we had an entire clientele, an entire book of business that was just going to jump right over to our studio, it was like a no-brainer. So going back to kind of what Bill was saying to your question, the, the aspect of play in there. I mean, all we had to do is not resist. <laughs> That's all we had to do. And, and I, I find that when somebody is, the best business, I kept telling my wife, the best of the best of the best businesses start because somebody's passionate about something. Because somebody is in love with something and she is in love with that workout. She's in love with the girls at the studio. And I just knew, and she, we have a culture. If, if a big, huge franchise is like Starbucks, you know, we're like Dutch bros. same type of shift it's coffee's coffee right but uh, the workout's similar but we have a a party at the bar at that studio and it's every single class is just amazing and it's play yeah it really does feel like play for us you
2: know i I really like you touching on the whole aspect of just being in love in that presence of love because like when uh i started uh shoe thrill with carissa my Mm. ex-wife um She's in. She's in love with shoes, and she's in love with the women that would come in and be her customers. And then she's had the same customers for ten years. I mean, Mm -hmm. we had customers from where she was working before come to our wedding all the way out in Santa Barbara, and her business is is thriving now, and. and it really comes down to is just how in love she is with what she does, shoes and customer service and building that community and support around all this. And, and then, you know, just like when you have something like that, it's the next thing is to take the chance.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, just take the actions that are consistent with that.
1: But yeah, that love is definitely something that should be there. Did you yeah. have any fears at the time that that was happening, like you you know, all funny, this coming at you?
3: It, the 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 only time I had fear, it was right before we signed the lease on the place we were getting, because it's like, well, we're promising here that we're gonna pay this bill for x amount of years, you know, and that was like, wow, well, it, but it was it was like that. It was fast. Yeah. It was there and it was gone because we we both knew it was like this is such a no-brainer. This is such a, with the way that my wife is about it. She's so her attention to detail is amazing. I'm not a I don't pay attention to details the way she does. And I knew that's so, so key for a business owner. That's also why I, I take a, a back seat. I let her do all the driving and the real decision-making. I'm like, I'm here if you need me. You know, that's the way, that's the, the angle I've taken. And at, right out of the, right out of the, actually before we even opened our doors, our grand opening was August 18th. And before we opened our doors, we had 55 clients. Yep. And that more than covered our expenses. And I don't know of what business, before they opened their doors, is already, you know, it, it was just amazing. We were very, very uh, lucky to not resist it, I guess. Yeah. Because that's all we had to do is not resist what we knew was there to do. Yeah.
1: Well, and to be in partnership with someone that you've known quite a long time, because yeah. you guys, I mean, I, I know the backstory mm-hmm. from what you've expressed. Um, do you think that there's ever a chance that there's going to be miscommunication. Oh, totally.
3: Already has, you know, I mean, and? there's no question. And what we both do is we both just know that that's going to be there and don't, you know, we won't, we, there's no way on earth that we would allow our business or anything like that to get between us in any real way. We disagree on certain things. And then we, I mean, we've done a lot of work together in self-development so much so that our, our arguments are, are, they're down to 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, And, it's, and it's, it's intense sometimes, and it's hard, and it's like, what? And then all of a sudden, we both own our, our, our BS quickly, mm-hmm. and, and then we move forward. It's yeah. pretty simple.
2: So that's what I love is because like you and I and Elisa, we were all in the same leadership program. Mm-hmm. And then actually, Bill and I are in the next mm-hmm. leadership program, we're actually coaching your wife. And, yeah. and the, the, the growth that I've seen you guys go through mm is phenomenal and i'm you know personally i'm not really surprised because you guys are like rock stars
3: <laughs> well you know I, I really appreciate that my wife is she is unbelievable the way it went, her hardest thing is opening her mouth and sharing but when she does everybody falls in love with her yeah
1: that's true <laughs> she's like a magnet it's
3: yeah true. we,
2: we, we
1: need to have her on the show next <laughs> it's time. true
3: yeah really no yeah absolutely
1: so do you think there's levels of love because we talked about this um, a
3: little bit before I don't know. I I think that um, levels of love
1: and maybe it comes with time. Like there's the level of
3: I just love you. Would you, you say I intensity? You. Is that what you mean? I like don't know wow. if it's intensity, intensity
1: but maybe it is the duration of time spent. Like you just have more and more uh, yeah, that's actually growing together.
3: It, lo- you're talking about love with a partner, right? It, or, love with anyone? Love, yeah, absolutely. There's levels of love. There's a
2: now you got my attention. There's
3: a you know there's um, a, a big difference between the love that you feel for a stranger. No, no, I've I've had. If you're checking out the grocery store and the person is checking you out, you can just look at that person. You can just think about their life. Maybe make a story up in your head, but everybody's got problems. Everybody has hardships and you can really have a really strong sense of love for just strangers. So maybe
1: it's even compassion.
3: compassion, which is love. But, but at the same time, I, there is something unique about the amount of times that we've shown each other BS and we stay in love. Yeah. That's what it is. It was actually Alice Cooper's that said, uh, he was on a, another show and he was saying that uh, true love is when you do, both people are just completely insane. Both people have their problems. Both people show them and they're willing to absolutely love that person setting aside all of that crap. I and mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, That's big.
2: I just realized it's just the power of love, right? So if you have love for something, you can start a business and thrive. If you have love for another person you can have, be in a relationship and, and mm-hmm. thrive and if you're at the grocery store you know getting checked out you know you can love you know putting those bananas in your smoothie there's right? yeah and love is just everywhere <laughs>
4: it's true it's all you need bill's nodding what do you think about that bill <laughs> well i just got really captivated by um like having a love and a deep desire for what you're up to and i was just reflecting back on if I, I'm being asked the question of, well, why would you start businesses? And I'm like, oh, fundamentally, I really got connected to the why I like loved my clients in the world of health coaching is I got to see them transform and have their life explode with their own personal fulfillment in such a way that they will never be the same. And when they reached a certain level of, of health that was way beyond their disbelief that anything was going to make a difference for them. That for me that is why I did it because I have the love to see them supersede what they thought was possible and that's like oh my gosh that's why I do what I do and now embarking on this new retirement restoration initiative it's the same aspect is giving people that have lost hope that they're gonna have anything go anything different the way it's been and I get to come in and interrupt that, give them a process, support them to have their life go the way they choose to create it versus the way it ended up. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's like, that's what I love what I do Because mm-hmm. I get to just be right there with them. And like, I'm getting goosebumps right now because I get a, just a sense of fulfillment, money aside, the fulfillment that I get to get out of the passion I have for people having their lives work. Just like, I'm just like, okay, why am I sitting here? I got people to go talk to. Sure. Right? I'm like, Actually, I'm like right, that right now. It's like, see ya. Yeah. You know, it's that level of like, bam, let's go, let's go do this. What is a way to reach
1: out to you? Like people listening right now, like kind of
4: combining. Yeah, it's, it's January, you know, this month. Most well, people
1: are thinking about health.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, coming to the, uh, the proverbial resolution season, right? let see, we're about 15 days into it. So it's almost kind of gone, you know, because people kind of mm-hmm. start to go back. And anyway, so uh, it's actually a good time. I mean, I guess the best way to do it is just reach out to me by email. And yeah. what's your email? Uh, my email is lose, L-O-S-E. U R W the number weight. So it looks like a license plate, lose your weight at live.com. Great. And that'd be the best way Just shoot me an, an email and we can just kind of discuss where you're at, what you'd like to accomplish. And I got your back with that.
1: And you're also on Facebook too, right? Yeah. So we can actually reach out to you there. Mm-hmm. And we also have our group page. So we'll share some information about that and actually um, get it out there. And also with the studio, the, the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the best way to reach out to you? Uh,
3: the websites, uh, tribebarstudio.com, T R I B E. Mm-hmm. Bar B-A-R-R-E, that people spell it wrong all the time. So it's like B-A-R-R-E studio.com. So try Bar Studio, uh, our email's on there. Um, my email is wilson at gmail.com.
1: And where's the studio it's located?
3: It's in Mesa okay. on Higley and Broadway. Okay. So a little bit east of uh, Higley on Broadway.
1: Okay, so with the success that you've started with, do you think that a second location would be
3: Eventually, yeah. I mean, we're, the whole idea behind any, and this is m- me adulting it, okay? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at a certain, with there's structure involved in a business, after reading the E-Myth, I realized that a franchise prototype is just as a stamp. If I can make one business, mm-hmm. one location that runs like a machine, just perfectly, then that's when we would go on to, to go somewhere else. Nice. But uh, I constantly bring my wife back something that bill was saying was made me think of this because it's so easy as we're running this business it's so easy to very quickly start getting stressed about bills start getting stressed about the money accounting and the structure and when you start focusing on those things the love has a tendency to go
1: well because you're focused on the wrong thing
3: yeah well yeah exactly but 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 it's automatic it's mm. survival for people I, mean, I don't know if people realize how pervasive it is in themselves to just automatically be afraid of not being able to pay the bills. And the moment that dominates your thinking, your brand and your love and your passion, that thing that you're, you know, you're really clear on bills, mm-hmm. like-
4: Starts to go away. Yeah,
3: it just fades. Maybe so what's the key
1: of good. staying in that? Because for me, it's community. It's it's staying around people mm. that just keep it alive. Like this show is one of those things for me. Mm, having that. people like you on the show is just a beautiful thing. Mm. I was talking to Rich last night. I did not want to talk on the phone. I was having <laughs> my day, and like in five minutes, he has me back at you know what mm. you know what I'm up for and what this what this is really about for me.
3: Yeah, well, I definitely think there's something to what you're saying. Team, you said community. Community. Like for sure. I'm like the one that's constantly telling me when my, I'm off of, when I'm focused on the wrong things, my wife reminds me. Mm. When she's focused on things that stress her out, I remind her and say, well, what do you, let's get back to why you did this in the first place. You and know? you're
1: a parent, both of your parents. So yep. are mm-hmm. the kids involved in this too? Like, do they notice?
3: Uh, they're involved to the degree that they get to destroy things, man. So they're, they're involved So they're giving in you that bigger that. challenges. Yeah, bigger challenges, yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. they're Where definitely part of it. Then, but they then,
2: how many <laughs> kids do you have? I have three. Yeah, and then,
3: that's it right now. All right.
1: <laughs> I didn't see anything. I don't now. even know what's going on.
4: Oh, anyway. And then, uh, and then Bill, how many kids do you have? I have three daughters. Wow. Yeah, one's in college, um, in Illinois, and two are in high school here in uh, the Ahwatukee area. Yeah. I have four. Yeah. Parenthood's like a business. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: It's a career. Yeah.
3: I, I, I don't think there's any R. Uh, well, it's like a mil. It's like a military. I'm it's definitely. A military? I'm definitely <laughs> well,
2: not running my family like a business because there isn't any ROI there. So, well, there there's is lo- a lot. Well, there's, there's
3: so much. <laughs> different different <laughs> currency. It
1: different, is different exactly right. Chase
2: okay. has it. Well, I was just thinking about okay, college uh, expenses, cars. There's like oh, that's a lot. But you know what? How much love is there? Mm. That's that's where the
1: well, it's their future. Like, I've seen my son, like, take trips, and I'm like, what, you're in Belize now? What, what's going on? Like, it's amazing, yeah. the ROI on that. Yeah. Because I get to see it through their eyes now.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'm just kidding around. So, yeah, definitely there's <laughs> an aspect of ROI from that. You get to really kind of just see them grow, and then that love that always be there, and then when they have their children. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah.
3: Now, it's funny you actually said, what, what do the kids contribute? My son... He, he showed me Legos. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like he actually showed me what it was to, to play again. And I realized the other day, as I was thinking about stuff, I, I realized that my kids really are my access to everything. Cause the, they're really where I have the most development to be had yeah. for me personally. Well, I think if like you're willing,
1: anyone can teach.
3: That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: Any situation can be a lesson. Um, we're actually going to take a little break here but I'd love to talk more about parenthood. So I think there's so much that I've learned from being a parent mm. and just when you think you've mastered it, it's just a whole new game.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely. That's true. We'll be right
1: back. Mm-hmm.
3: Entrepreneur Simplified is a business coaching and consulting firm that provides educational programs to entrepreneurs and small business owners. We have world-class
0: trainers that lead or retreats and coach our participants in sales, marketing, product development, leadership, and processes and systems. Our programs, especially our MBO, Masters in Business Ownership, create breakthroughs that allow our clients
3: to truly experience a shift in how they operate their business and reach their full potential this is about real solutions for real business
1: are you ready for swimsuit season let's face it we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise we have just the solution for you introducing the fda approved ultra shape power for powerful fat burning The UltraShape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction, the strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market, painless, no downtime, and you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremiere.com to learn
0: more. back to Marketing Money Mindset, the place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Rich Thurman.
1: All right, welcome back. All right, so we're talking with Bill and Chase about parenthood and the levels of love. And when we were on the break, we actually started talking about some of the signs that come ahead of time before the tragedy really hits. And it's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned from my own kids. I had one and I kind of mastered having one like I really realized how to do that. And then I had the second one. And I remember being in a parking lot putting one into the car and then the other one still in the stroller going downhill because I let go of the handle. And it's one of those lessons like never let go of the handle. Um, So what have you learned both of you I know, Bill, you have some background as well that not only parenthood, but What have you learned to take cautious measurements about?
4: Yeah, and a lot of that background comes from my training in the United States Coast Guard, where we were very specific and highly detailed in what we did. Like what we did had a purpose, and that purpose got fulfilled because if it didn't get fulfilled when it needed to, people died. And to to have that level of detail and consciousness, we really got present to what it's like to see a situation start. Like, for instance, you see a, a gentleman walking or in a small boat situation, you see somebody that doesn't have a boat capable to be in the area. So our role is to go in and intercept that boat before he goes out and gets killed. You know, and it's that, that, having that type of a a perception to see that and like with your kids also, it's like, Oh gosh, you can almost forecast something potential could happen and interrupt it in a way that benefits them too. And then on that, on the other side of that is we don't always want to like block their learning experiences too right mm. there's a certain level of development in them experiencing risk and taking it but also not as a parent not allowing a catastrophic event because of sure. a, you know being able to interrupt on that level of things and but to be able to have the insight to see that and then interrupt it before something happened is is huge and then also you know it overlaps into like business you know it's it's seeing in something that's coming up in a way, like, oh, my gosh, I see potentially what can happen. Mm-hmm. What, what measures, what actually can I take to thwart anything that come up to it? And, you know, it all just kind of, these life lessons just kind of intertwine with each other in such a way that you can, like, like we in earlier, be able to create an outcome versus be it the result of it. Because I definitely, I mean, we had some results where in the Coast Guard, where we had to go out and do the undesirable things and fish people out of the water as a result of, the risk was far outweighed the reward in what they were doing. And we weren't able to get them in time before the the catastrophe happened. But, you know, those things are still going to go. But it's really being able to see it, not predict it's going to happen, but at least have an impact on the outcome of it versus being the result of something that could have been prevented.
1: Well, and there is some projection. Like, you do project. I mean, there's definitely, like, those creation – meetings we have, I know Rich and I kind of create what's going to happen. It doesn't always show up the way it's going to, like we want it to, but sometimes right. it even like develops into something greater. Yeah, mm-hmm. creating, so creating versus surviving. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's having a plan.
4: And like the leadership work that we all do, and it's such an amazing aspect to really learn how to live a created life. And that's like, it's such, it's so amazing to just really have that in your back pocket.
1: It's like you have a say.
4: You have a say in it. And that is like the most liberating feeling in the world is I'm not, there's circumstances going on all the time. Things are always happening. Life's happening. But when you get to create your life in the face of all those, I mean, there's some serious freedom and that brings it back to like the entrepreneurial part of it Mm is like I get to live a created life and use the entrepreneurial mind, the businesses to actually take actions to have that show up.
1: Well, and it takes a deep imagination because if you're fighting against what it looks like right now, it's not always that easy. Like you really have to say, you know what? I'm creating this and it's going to happen and I'm going to do whatever it takes to actually create that. Commitment. So, hmm. yes. Commitment. So, yeah, Did you defi- say commitment? Commitment.
2: Yeah. yeah being committed. Big <laughs> word. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit of control and some <laughs> commitment. It's awesome. Yeah. So, in, in, in this conversation, you know, what's coming up for me is so I'm really curious if, if you were to like talk to your, you could go back and talk to your past self with what you know now, what are like the top three things each of you that you would have told yourself about, hmm. hey, you're about to start this business and these are the three things that you really need to pay attention to?
3: Hmm. I'll, yeah, I'll go first. All right. Really good question. The first one, and I'm just gonna do a shout out to Michael Gerber here, uh, Read the E-Myth. Yeah. That book, once I read it, I, it shifted. I owned an auto glass company in Florida years back and, it was not, it was going as, as just as you would expect a, a new business would go with someone that had no knowledge. <laughs> so, yeah, love um, and so, uh, I read that book and it completely changed everything. The attention to detail I was coached on, I was like, Oh, so details are important. Somehow I didn't know that. But when, it, when you realize how important every single detail is, the structure of the business, the actual inner workings, exactly how it works. I mean, everything, is answered. Every question is answered ahead of time. So read that book, highly recommend Free it. Great book, I second that. Um, no. The other thing would be, uh, burnout is kind of a guarantee. Uh, I mean, how long you're burnt out though, it doesn't have to be a guarantee. How, you, how your burnout occurs to you is what you can shift. So plan on, on some way of, of overcoming that before it happens. Plan on some way of taking care of yourself, taking care of your family in such a way that you can have both worlds work. Most business owners just, they'll be really successful in their business and then they'll let their family just go. Yeah.
2: So what does that look like on the court as far as like you're talking to your past self going, okay, dude, yeah, you're going to get burnt like. out. Here's so, what it looks like, actually. So,
3: yeah. Really good question. We learned this in the leadership training that we do. No one promise is more important than another. If I promise my six year old that I'm gonna fix his, mm. the chain on his bike, that is just as important as my meeting with my highest paying client. Okay. And being on time for that, when I said I was gonna do it, the way I said I was gonna do it, because I realize and these kids, they pick up on bullcrap crap fast. Yep. Fast, I mean, the, the, if you, they can tell when they're being, they're the, the second choice. And so that's what I mean. I guess every single time you open your mouth to your kids, to your family, I'm going to be home, tell my wife I'm going to be home at a certain time. Okay. And I'm on time everywhere at work, but I show up 30 minutes late home.
2: Right. So keeping your word. Yeah. Okay. And what's what the third like. one? Um, well,
3: it,
1: it seemed like also putting family there. Like it, it was it was kind nothing, of like an interesting space where you created there. There's no yeah.
3: one promise that's more important than another. I don't that care was, who it is. That was something. Because no, I mean, those are the people you live with. Exactly. Well, in. That goes in every single direction. I don't care what organization you're in. If you break those promises, you're gonna to have to live with them. You're gonna, you, <laughs> and you also occur to people a certain way. Exactly.
1: You and could you imagine your son or daughter listening to a way like, I don't know if Dad's really gonna come through, it, but
3: exactly. But all the people at work, they they, they know I'm gonna be there on time. But mm-hmm. my son just hopes and prays that I'll actually do what I said I was gonna do. That's just heartbreaking.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Got that. <laughs> that,
3: that was deep. That was extremely. Deep. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think of what else. You know surrender is just as important as control
1: i got it rich all right
3: yeah really like letting go at least and i like (laughs) making eyes we We had a conversation about this over coffee this morning surrender is just as important as control i mean really and for me personally in my own life i actually prefer surrender (laughs) (laughs) right because uh it's so much easier and it actually requires more energy to be unhappy and i really mean this resisting it requires more energy to be unhappy than it does to be happy i really had that experience before i'm not always there I and mean, i'm not always I'm not always in that space but it's that's a powerful place to be to just get that yeah resisting is requires energy yeah holding on to a exhausting. grudge requires energy a yeah. grudge is a really good example yeah resentment requires holding yeah and how that looks out,
2: you know, if you're like the look at an example of it, and you know, it's like when at least i like creating the possibility of the show today. And you know, it's like at one point it was, you know, support. And then and then all of a sudden it's, you know, taking chances. And you can either resist that and like, no, I thought it was this other one. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Let's just go with it.
1: Well, and in the roll. moment he did that for me, it was like this, so like, like a freedom. Like mm-hmm. I was able to express myself in a way because I was like, but I felt this when I talked to Chase, and it was awesome, and it was like, God, it made so much sense, and he just let it go. And having partnerships that actually allow space and surrender into it, versus he could've been like, nope, you said support, and we're going with support. Mm-hmm. It
4: could've actually created something.
2: Mm.
4: Yeah, so it's always an end. So it's fun. What about you, Bill? Uh, for me, yeah, if I was talking to my kid self, right? Right, Chase? Mm. Yeah. yeah, Um,
2: going back going back to your past self, you're, you're about to have the epiphany of like, I'm starting this business. Yeah. And, you, um, and, you can, and then you could coach
4: yourself. What would three things that you would tell yourself? Well, you just hit the, you know, one of the key pieces of this is have a coach. Because I know when I'm left to my own devices, <laughs> things aren't always going so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. And so there's some accountability part of that. And because a coach, as I coach my participants, is I see them bigger than they typically see themselves. And I want a coach that sees me bigger than I see myself. So, it pulls for me to be in action on a much higher level than I usually would let myself go with. So, a coach is is huge. Um, And, and Chase, you talked on this you know, you have your word in in the matter, you know, your promises, things like that. But what that really boils down to is the level of integrity that you hold within your business. Because, from my previous experience with businesses, and I look back at how important integrity has to it working.
2: Now, integrity from an aspect of whole perfect and complete versus good bad right wrong
4: yeah yeah there's no morality it's about doing what you say you're gonna do delivering on what you said how it was supposed to be designed and just basically have your word in the matter yeah and i realized one of my businesses i was operating if i looked at it on a percentage scale i was operating about 35 percent integrity you know 70 65 percent well, how, how, how would you measure that um, I measured it by a uh, monthly volume scale okay. on a $100,000 monthly net. Um, I was you know, sustaining about a $35,000 $35, consistent. No matter what I did, it would never go beyond 35%, okay. 35000 mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, if I would have brought 100% integrity, that would have been the difference. Now knowing the impact of integrity present in a business. So. Um, and I'm sure you guys have talked about on the radio what that looks like to have integrity present in business such a way that it works and it's, it's so simple once you understand it and then you start putting that on the in, in action what it looks like on the court is with my clients is oh we have a coaching call at this time I'm on that call and I'm not a minute late and it starts to create a sense of empowerment for me and a sense of I got their back for them so it creates like a synonymous level of power like it's generating, creating, and then just keep elev- elevating that in the, in the business. And then I think the third one, and I don't think, it's like we talked about this, is just have your heart in it. When your heart's in it, you have compassion and love for what you're doing. It's not work. It's like the fulfillment you receive from it has nothing to do with the financial compensation. It's an internal fulfillment because you love what you're doing. And when those three are present, it's like if I should have known that like when I first did my – uh, businesses it's like oh my gosh it would have been completely looked differently than they do now but more importantly it's what i get to do now into the future with it right. with this new initiative is like it's founded on these three principles and it's it's just phenomenal and another piece of that is disconnecting from the outcome because the outcome is a result of how i operate it if i'm operating it with those three elements in such a way The result is evident, is measured by financial. So, yeah.
3: Chase something. Yeah, definitely want to add something. I can't not say this. Like, like if I were to replace one of the three things I said, it would be this. Um, Before you actually start the business, ask yourself the question: Is this something that I love? Is this something I'm passionate about? And if you can't, you got to be ruthless in your self evaluation of this. Cause if you lie to yourself and you pretend that you are, it's yeah, not going to last. That's,
2: that's the point of failure. It's yeah. not exactly.
3: That's where, that's, where it's your, that's, that's the ultimate. It's like doomed to fail. If you can't honestly say to yourself, I am in love with this and I can run with this no matter what.
1: Well, it's forcing it.
3: Yeah, exactly. You're forcing it if you don't do that. And that's just mm-hmm. going to be on the same it's road. The, it's resisting. like trying to shove a, a rope through a hole versus being <laughs> on the other side and pulling on it. Yeah. It's that difference. Yeah. It will, will not work to try to force yourself to do something that you're not truly in love with.
2: And so one of the, th- one of the things that kind of comes up for me, and I noticed this, is like I'm so in love with the work that I do with you know, helping my clients really be successful in, in generating more business mm. and in, increasing their profits and stuff like that. I don't feel like I work. And when I have other people tell me, do you ever work? Then I'm like, I'm on point. I am on point, because you know
1: a lot of people like you never work. And I'm like, well, work has a different definition for a lot of people. Like it doesn't yeah. seem like it's what it is for you. Yeah, exactly. Like work is supposed to be pulling the rope or pushing it through the hole, it's, versus it's, pulling it.
2: Yeah, I feel like a fish. In, you know, in the ocean, is like you know, fish is like what's water, right? And everybody else is like, oh, water, blah blah blah.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's the that's the way to go.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How about you, Rich? What about me? What are the three for you?
2: Um, first things first, um, what comes up for me right now would be hey, you are not your customer. So, whatever you think Great is, answer. is what, you know, it's like, you know, I just had this conversation today, right? And so the black background on the screen should be yellow. I think it's offensive. And I'm like, you're, you're not your customer right? So anything that you think would be good or bad or right or wrong in whatever you're trying to do from the business perspective is not the right viewpoint because um, you're just not your customer. Um, and then that leads right into the second one is, is really define who you're serving, right? Because if you're not clear that you know, the person's name is Nancy, she's 46 years old, she has a bunion, um, she loves fashion. Um, uh, podiatrist told her that she has to, you know, wear sneakers and she's mortified because she's, you know, loves to look good. She loves to go out and eat, drives a Mercedes, widowed, has a house here in, you know, Phoenix and then lives in, you know, uh, Edmonton, Canada, you know, during the summer, has a French bulldog named Petey. And, um, and by the way, the Mercedes that she drives is silver. And uh, she likes the thrift shop. I mean, you just like, and that's the shoe store customer, right? So you really get to know that person. So that way, when you're building your business or you're writing your copy, doing your ads, you're talking to Nancy versus some like, oh, somebody that likes shoes. Well, mm. that could be, oh, there's lots of different types of shoes. You, gotta, you just got to define who your best customer is. Mm. And... Um, i'm gonna throw one more thing in there and that's just having having a defined system right i don't care what business you're in write down you have write down a little manual so you could hand it to somebody and then they could repeat what you do and if you have that manual and it's repeatable then you really have a business so that's what i would tell myself
1: that's almost on the space of franchising well, e Myth talks about that too. It's yeah,
2: yeah. So um, build it to grow. I've uh, I've spelt, spelt. I've, uh, I've spent some time with uh, Michael Gerber. He's a That's
1: awesome.
2: He's a real awesome dude, and he's like, he's an innovator. He's just always thinking of like new things and new ways to do that. Another book, by the way. Um, yeah, and that would be the other thing I would tell myself from the very get go would be to um, read Profit First uh, by um, Michael McCallowitz. Um, he also wrote The Pumpkin Patch and, and some other stuff. But The Profit First really changed everything for me about two years ago. And if I had read that 10 years ago, it, the world would have been so different, <laughs> right? And then he's just basically taking the uh, basic accounting principle. So you, you, you know, earn money and then you, so you got your, you know, your income minus expenses equals profit. That's the general way to do accounting. What he's saying is that you have income and then minus profit equals um, operating costs, costs. So you take your profit first off the top and then you run your business, whatever's left over. Mm. Um, and then if your business isn't sustainable mm. using that way of accounting, then you know that there's
3: some things that need to change. It's like it's the, it answers its own question. Right, yeah. exactly. Oh, wow, that's cool. Right, and it forces you to, to eat with a smaller plate. I like that. That's cool. And then you're getting what you want out of it. Right. Wow. I like that.
2: Yep. You pay pay yourself first. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. What about you?
1: Um, I think my three would be listen, Mm. first and foremost, Um, take risks, and be resilient. And that's it. I mean, those are the ones that I kind of live by. And if I would have known that then, I think I would have been... somewhere else right now but
2: but here you are but here i am and i love that you're here
1: i'm here all right so we're we're wrapping up in a few minutes um anything that you want to share with us that actually can inspire others i mean that's that's probably the biggest impact that i love sharing with this show like leaving someone with something that maybe take flight or you know move this or try this or You know, I love the book suggestions. That's one of my favorites. I love, I just finished The Alchemist and it's probably one Mm. of my favorites. And it's so funny because I've had it for years and it wasn't until I read a quote and I'm like, who wrote that? And it was actually the author of the, yeah. So um, I just finished it yesterday and it's a great book. So I suggest that. Um, But yeah, anything else you want to leave us with? Chase?
3: Yeah, I would love to leave listeners with this. And I said it once before, but it, it, it really is the key for me. If you can figure out a way to have your life be a dance instead of a march, that is, so the entire context of life being play. We have everything. We think we have everything so figured out and so serious. It's so serious as adults, isn't it? I just look at my kids and they have so much fun with everything. They can make anything fun, right? So play. Make life play and then do what is there to do. That's, that's what I would say.
1: Excellent.
4: What about how you Bill? Um One, I wanted to like, thank you for uh, the opportunity to, like, how am I going to leave people? And I always have it that I get to leave people better mm-hmm. than when I first met them. Mm-hmm. And what I'd like to leave people with is, you know, we all have the opportunity to live a life that we create, like living a created life. What would that look like? And It's possible. It's really, really possible to just not experience your life the way it ended up. Like, we are molded a certain way. And just, like, really get this, you guys out there, that like there's a freedom that you can have and not be trapped in the way you ended up. And then flip the tide on that and just learn to live a created life. And it's possible. I'm not just, like, pie-in-the-sky stuff. It's like every one of us at this table right now has experienced it. And I'm going to leave you with that. It's possible to have a created life. Awesome. Cool.
1: Well, it's always a pleasure hanging out with you, Rich. Yeah. We had um, some amazing guests, we which did. we created.
2: Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the show
1: next week. What's happening next week? Do you know? Oh, I
2: think we're going to have um, some interesting people Hannah Lopez and, yes. and then uh, Jennifer
1: Rojas. Yeah. The hiring master. Yeah. So we'll be talking about your brand and how to bring value to your life. Yep. And how to know your value.
2: Know your value, and and I'm gonna be the only guy.
1: It's gonna be the first <laughs> time that you're the only guy. This is, I know. There's I'm been a- no. We've had two guests. The last two shows were all men except for me. Yeah. And then we had. Um,
2: now the tables have turned.
1: I know. Yeah. Are you gonna be able to handle it?
2: Yeah. I'll,
3: I'll, I'll bring, <laughs> bring a wig. Bring a wig.
1: <laughs> You'll bring a wig. Stop
3: it. will fit in better. <laughs> so there we fun. Go.
1: All right, we'll have an amazing week. We guys, uh, we'll see you guys next week. And um, yeah, read, have fun. Yeah. And play. Yeah, and then
2: make sure you check out the uh, Facebook group, and then we'll post some of the books that we talked about and all that fun stuff.
1: Perfect. See you next week. Thank you.